You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's focus on Antonio Brown's calf injury, other substantial injuries across the league with our injury analyst, Will Carroll, Media Relations Director for Modus Global. Will, as always, we appreciate the time. Let's start with today's news. The Seahawks fined $100,000 for failing to follow all of the particulars of the concussion protocol when Russell Wilson was hit on the Thursday night last month in Arizona. Do you think changes need to be implemented to make sure this does not happen again? Yes and no. You know, I, I want to give the NFL credit. They have been strong about taking a look, and when things go wrong, they've tended to fix them. You remember a couple of years ago when Colt McCoy uh, was complaining about his hand rather than his head, despite the fact that he'd just been knocked goofy. Uh, they, they worked on that and, and got the spotters there. They were able to put in uh, a, a number of other things to try to keep this as 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 improved as possible. It's never going to be 100%. But when there is a breakdown in the process, whether it's, you know, it's never going to be perfect, but when there's a breakdown, I think these fines are pretty serious. You know, 100000 is no joke. Uh, having to sit through a remedial class and, oh, my God, do I want to see what that class would be like. I think they, they should broadcast that. Uh, I, I think this is what they need to do. When there is a, a screw-up, and what this is, I don't think this was planned. I don't think this was nefarious. I don't think this was some conspiracy because it's Russell Wilson. I just think the situation didn't work the way it was supposed to work. And in those situations, you slap them on the wrist. You try to make sure it never happens again. And that's what they've done. Well, when you look at wide receiver Jeremy Macklin, um, it's been a big question mark after he missed two practices with his ankle sprain and his ankle injury. Uh, Coach, offensive coordinator Marty Morningwig described Macklin's status as day-to-day. Give me your take because of the ankle injury. uh, How's it looking for him moving forward? Yeah, ankle and knee. uh, This is one of those situations where, again, we have to focus on the fact that, yes, he's a wide receiver, um, but no, he doesn't do the same things every other wide receiver does. There are so many different kinds. Jeremy Macklin is a pure speed guy. He may not be as fast as he once was, but he's not out there running precise routes. Uh, he's not, uh, you know, playing physical off the ball. He has, he has to run past people to be effective. Can you do that when you can't cut? Well, yeah. As long as he can start, yes. So they're going to be watching him very, very closely. It's going to be close. Uh, the question is, do you, do you essentially take the chance of playing a man down? Do you take the chance of him hurting himself when they still have uh, a decent shot at the playoffs? And also, you have to take into account that the Colts' defensive backs stink. You have to use your best guys to beat them. Uh, It doesn't appear so. Spotlighting injuries with a good friend of the program, it's Will Carroll. Will, what can you tell us about Antonio Brown going down with a calf injury and the loss to the Patriots on Sunday? And do you think it's a reasonable timeline to project he could be back in time for the playoffs? Yeah, it's, it's going to be close. Now, they, they have to keep that bye week. Uh, that's going to be very, very important to them. Getting that extra week where yeah, he doesn't need to do anything. And, in fact, it's two weeks. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where this is why you play the regular season so hard because there's going to be a situation like this. You can't anticipate it. And when it happens, that extra week really does help. Um, here's the thing with Brown. Uh, everybody's like, ooh, it's just a calf strain. It's just a partial tear. Well, a partial tear is a strain. Any tearing of muscle or tendon fibers is a strain. That's the, the, the definition. If you do it to a ligament, it's a sprain. Uh, so 
you know, it's just semantics if you're saying, oh, just a small tear. It's a grade two tear. The big worry is where the tear is. Now, this is kind of technical, but if you look at the bottom of your calf or the top of your Achilles, they kind of mesh together, and it's a little unclear. And there's actually some debate among uh, doctors of where one starts and where the other stops. Uh, the tear that he has, the strain, is very low on the calf, very near uh, where the, the Achilles tendon kind of starts. Uh, so you have to be worried about that. If this had been you know, an inch lower, we'd be talking about an Achilles tendon injury, and then you know Steelers fans would be in a massive panic. It's not significantly different, but the context and placement of the injury is important. Can he come back in, in this two- to three-week period that they're saying? Yes, but everything needs to go really perfectly for it to be in that two-week period. For the three-week period, they've got an extra seven days. They've got to hold things up. The thing I'm watching is how are they going to treat this? We obviously can't see inside the training room. They're not going to leak out exactly what they're doing. But one thing we can see from Antonio's Instagram is that uh, he's going around not in a walking boot but on a scooter. Uh, that they're completely keeping the weight off that uh, pretty much the entire lower leg, the calf muscle, the Achilles tendon, off the foot. No weight bearing at all, and I'm hearing that's going to be going for at least the rest of this week. So they're doing everything they possibly can to make sure there is no setback at all. I know the scooter is something that he probably wish he can ride on all the time. Obviously, not in the condition that he's in, of course, right? Um, yeah, let's stick but with the Steelers. You do have to worry about that. Uh, but yeah. I, I do think, you know, he, he just goes to the local Walmart and gets one of those plug-in things. He, he can have some fun <laughs> with that. Let's, let's stick with the Steelers. Cornerback uh, Joe Hayden expects to return in the lineup Monday against the Texans after a five-week layoff due to a fibular injury. Uh, Hayden yeah. said he felt ready to play after a rigorous running and cutting recession mm-hmm. on Monday and Tuesday. Is that enough to determine, considering the injury, uh, for him to get back on the football field? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, bone heal. This is this is a tough one. When we talk about any sort of bone injury, uh, bones heal. Uh, they heal pretty normally. Uh, they're easy to see with an X-ray. You, you know, you go in, you have an X-ray, and they say, "Oh, look, this bone's healed." Look, we're not. None of us are doctors, but you show me an x-ray, I can say, yep, that leg's broken, or I can say, no, nah, it doesn't look broken. Uh, and as long as he's having no pain, as long as everything's uh, essentially healed back up and that he's functional, uh, I think it's going to be great. I think the bigger question is that Hopkins kid that's going to be across from him might be a bit more of a challenge than figuring out whether his leg's broken or not. Well, last one for me, Hunter Henry of the Chargers dealing with a laceration of the kidney. That sounds very serious. I didn't go to medical school, but that stands out to me. How often does this happen on a football field? More often than you'd think. You might remember a couple of years ago it happened to Andrew Luck. There's been a number of these. There's two reasons for this. The kidney is kind of best described as like a little watermelon. Uh, watermelon has that hard rind around the outside, and if you hit it with a hammer, it breaks. You know, People say, how does blunt force trauma lacerate something? Uh, Hit a, hit a watermelon, see what happens, uh, do the whole Gallagher routine. Um, but, yes, exceptionally painful and exceptionally important to the function of your body. If you've ever been hit in the kidney, you know how much this hurts. Uh, there's a immediate physical reaction, and he's probably urinating blood, which is never comfortable and certainly looks weird. Uh, you know, it, 
if you've ever had anything remotely like this, just getting punched in the kidneys is the reason they don't allow it in boxing. Uh, this is problematic for him, and he won't be able to go out there until this is absolutely cleared up. Uh, Andrew Locke missed several weeks with it, so uh, may end the season for Henry. The other thing here is is we've talked about protection. There, all season long, we talked about how the, the shoulder injuries that we've seen from a number of quarterbacks and, and wide receivers even, uh, there isn't a piece of equipment that protects us from that. There is a piece of equipment that protects you from this. There are, you know, flak jackets. And I'm not talking about those plastic and foam things that they wore back in the 60s. We've got some that are made out of Kevlar, out of uh, impact foam. There are things that are really, really good and really, really light, actually lighter and more comfortable than those foam and plastic things that don't work very well. So why doesn't Henry and every other player wear them? I have no idea. Mm. Well, Coach Danny Quinn, uh, the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, tried to downplay the ankle injury uh, to their Pro Bowl wide receiver, Julio Jones, um, from practicing on Wednesday. Mm. But his name appeared on an injury report. Has to be a concern for a team trying to win out, considering that they're actually going on road to play against their arch rival, the New Orleans Saints. Was that a great idea? And even how does that look for him moving forward? Yeah, this is one that you have to take into the context of Julio Jones. Now, Julio's been an amazing athlete since he he was a high school kid down at Foley, and he's always just been so big, so fast, uh, cut so hard. He does everything so much that he's out at the extreme. Uh, You know, he's had problems with his feet. uh, He's had problems with his legs. He's had problems with his lower back. uh, And now that he, he would have a problem with his ankle, shouldn't surprise us. He does things at the extreme. And unfortunately, uh, like any race car, things tend to break there. Uh, So this ankle is problematic. But again, you look at the function. This is a guy who's as fast as almost any guy in the league. He's as big as almost any wide receiver in the league. He's as strong, and he runs good routes. So he can give up one of those. If he can't make the hard cuts because of the ankle, or if he can only cut one direction, he can he can work that out. Some guys, they would just jump the route. He can block them out with his big body. So I think he's still going to be as uh, effective. As effective, that's going to be a bigger question. But uh, I don't think he's going to allow an ankle sprain uh, to hold it up. He'll be braced up. They'll be testing that uh, late this week, and he'll be out there. So look for ways to to, uh, adjust. One of the things they can do is just have him turn around and block guys out. Uh, He's so big and strong, he can make that kind of uh, Antonio Gates play. He can also go in the end zone and jump. Uh, He can still get uh, up there with just one leg. Uh, So I don't think that's going to be a real problem for his production in certain situations. They're going to have to adjust out of the others. Well, as always, we appreciate the information. Happy holidays, and we'll chat with you next week again on the NFL on TuneIn. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.